0: John 8 15 and 16 Jesus is speaking and he's speaking to his disciples which is us and he says you judge according to the flesh I judge no one and yet if I do judge my judgment is true Jesus says to us you judge according to the flesh I don't judge anybody but when I do make a judgment I am perfectly correct that word judge there that he uses could be translated evaluate or to form an opinion, to determine, to esteem, to pick out, to select, to approve, to choose, to prefer. Jesus says, you evaluate according to the flesh. I don't evaluate anything. You form your opinions based on the flesh, the natural world. I don't form opinions, but when I do, they're perfect. The NLT says, you judge by human standards, but I do not judge anyone. And if I did, my judgment would be correct in every respect. And the NIV, he says, you judge by external human standards. I pass judgment on no one. But if I do judge, my decisions are right. When Jesus says, you judge according to the flesh, that word flesh there means skin and muscle and bone. All right, And we do. We, we make a lot of judgments. We evaluate people based on their body very often. Yes, we make judgments based on the natural world, and we do. We make judgments or evaluations or form opinions based on people's skin color or their nationality. Sex differences. You know, some women think all guys are jerks. Some guys think all women are airheads. You know, those kinds of generalizations, those evaluations that we make based on what's going on in the natural. And we very definitely prefer pretty people over ugly people. And we prefer um, cleanness over dirtiness. And we gravitate toward fit and healthy people. We tend to like being around healthy people and dislike being around sick and weak people. Jesus says, you... Make your judgments according to the flesh. I don't judge people that way. But that word flesh there doesn't just mean skin and muscle and bones. Because the Bible says that sin lives in our flesh nature. That we have a flesh nature the Bible. Another Bible translation calls it our carnal nature. It just means our naturalistic parts of us. So when Jesus says you judge according to the flesh, it doesn't, he's not just condemning racism, which is an obvious evil. But we we judge people by their soul a lot, too. We judge people by their intelligence. We judge people by their personality. We judge people by their wealth or their success. Um, We judge people by their charisma and their popularity. We like being around people who like us. And if people aren't friendly enough, we judge that and stay away from them. Hello? That's also judging by the flesh. When Jesus says, you judge by the flesh, but I don't, he doesn't just mean judging people by their skin color or their sex. He's talking about anything that we would be able to see or sense. We don't judge people by that. We judge people by their manners, by how nice they are, which really, it means we approve of fakeness. The more fake somebody is, the more we like them, because they're just that much nicer. Hello? We Americans are very... Guilty of that more than the rest of the world. Saddam has been in the military. He's been stationed in Eastern Europe. He said, Eastern Europeans and Russians, they will say exactly what they think. They think that we Americans are very fake, that we lie to each other continually, and we do. He said, you'll meet a Russian, and in two minutes, they will say, I don't like you. And he said, that doesn't mean they won't work with you. It doesn't mean they're not going to treat you well. They're just going to tell you right up front, I don't like you. That all you Americans, you pretend. You pretend like you like everybody, and we know you don't we know it's true. We place a very high value on fakeness. The more fake customer service people skills somebody's got, the more we like them. Somebody that doesn't have that, we judge them. We judge people based on their usefulness, whether you're going to benefit me or not. So when Jesus says, you judge by the flesh and I judge no one, that doesn't just mean skin color or hair or whether they're pretty or not, it means anything that goes along with our soul, our personality, intelligence, ability to be useful or make money. Jesus says, you all judge that way, I don't judge that way at all, that's not how I think. The next scripture is John 7, this is Jesus speaking still, John seven twenty four. do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. There's a lot of people who like to throw up in our face that God says, you can't judge me. That's totally not true. Jesus never said we can't make evaluations. He just said, make righteous evaluations. Hello? It's not true that Jesus said, don't judge anyone. He said, you judge wrongly, I judge right, judge like me. It's not True, that we can't evaluate or form an opinion about people. We just have to have God's opinion of people. Do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. I'm going to tell you what righteous judgment is today. Next one is the NIV, same verse, just different translation. Stop judging by mere appearances and make a right judgment. Jesus didn't say don't judge. He said make a right judgment. It's a command that we evaluate, that we have, form opinions, that we Choose, right and wrong. But Jesus said, just make sure you do it like me. The New Living Translation says, look beneath the surface so you can judge correctly. The Amplified Translation says, do not decide by superficial appearances, but judge or evaluate righteously. So Jesus says, have nothing to do with judging people based on what you can see and what you hear and what you can know about them. Judge righteously, which is a spiritual judgment. We'll get to that in a minute. 2 Corinthians 5.16. in the New King James says, From now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. From now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. From now on what? From the moment you gave your life and heart to Jesus Christ. Those of you who aren't in Jesus, you can't know what he thinks like. But if you have surrendered your life and heart to Jesus... From that moment on, we are not allowed to judge anyone based on what's on their outside. From now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Now, Jesus used the word judge. Paul's using the word regard. It's a different word. It's the same idea, but it's a different word. Regard means to see, to behold, to perceive, to notice, to discern, to pay attention, to observe. From now on, you are not allowed. If you're in Christ, you are not allowed... To look at the outside of a person, we are only to look at their heart. We cannot prefer people based on whether they're pretty or ugly, rich or poor, black or white, or anything else that's on the outside, friendly or rude. We only are to look at the heart with righteous judgment. From now on, you may not see or behold or perceive or notice people in the flesh. Is the word "no" it says we used to know Jesus in the flesh but now we know him that way no longer the word "know" means to understand or perceive it's a fully experienced knowledge i've experienced them we know jesus so we have to think like him the new living translation of this same verse says we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view at one time we thought of christ merely from a human point of view how differently we know him now What does Paul mean that we used to know Christ according to the flesh, but now we don't? I have three possibilities that I thought of. One was, before Jesus came, everybody thought that the Messiah was going to take charge of Israel, fight off the Romans, and start a national kingdom. And Paul is saying, we used to have a fleshly idea of what the Christ would be. But now we know it's spiritual. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. That's one possibility. Another possibility of what Paul means here that we used to know Christ according to the flesh is, is that we used to know that Jesus was a man and we knew that he was a special man because he could do miracles and he claimed to be God, but we just used to know him as a man. But now, after the resurrection, we know him spiritually. We know that he's not a normal fleshly human man. We know that there's more to it than that. Another possibility I see that Paul might mean is in the Gospels, we know Jesus as a man of flesh and blood who walks the earth and. Loves people, but now we see him like John saw him in Revelation. We see him with the eyes of fire and the voice that thunders like a waterfall. His face is brighter than the sun and we can't even look at him. That's the Jesus we know now. If you want to know Jesus, start with the Gospels, but you need to read Revelation too because the title of that book is The Revelation of Jesus Christ. If you want to know who Jesus is, read Revelation. That book is actually not about the end of the world. It's about Jesus. Hello. Revelation is not about the end of the world. It's about Jesus. I'm not saying the end of the world isn't in the story, but that's not the point. It's about Jesus. So, we used to think of Jesus like he was a man, but now we see that he's not. So, stop evaluating other people, because if you were wrong about Jesus, you might be wrong about the other people around you. Hello. The NIV says, from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. And the Amplified, same verse, still again, Amplified translation says, From now on we estimate and regard no one from a purely human point of view in terms of natural standards. No, even though we once did estimate Christ from a human viewpoint as a man, yet now we have such knowledge of him that we know him no longer in terms of the flesh. You have to be in the spirit to know Jesus. Jesus said, the things of the spirit must be spiritually discerned. You know, people who have a fleshly idea of Jesus, they read the gospels, but they don't really know him. They're not born again. Their mind is not enlightened. They read the gospels and they get out of that. What they get is the social worker Jesus, the soup kitchen Jesus, the hippie Jesus, let's just all get along and make love not war. Uh, that's a fleshly idea of who Jesus is. Hello? It's gross. those of us who really know him that is not what he is here about amen so from now on we regard no one according to the flesh what does that mean what does it mean to not regard people to not see people in the natural but to see them in the spirit okay let's start with a really super easy example that all of you're going to get my son as he was growing up i would tell him son there are a lot of girls out there that look really really good but in their inside they are monsters Stay away from those girls. I've told my girls, what you see on Instagram, what you see in the checkout aisle at Walmart, that's, that's the outside. and Most of those women, guys, you're watching girls on the screen, if you met them in person, you would hate them. Not everybody, obviously, but there is a type of girl who is all about the outside. And the inside is empty and hideous. So I told my girls, that is not the priority I want for you. I want you to focus on the inside. Because even though you nod and you smile and you say amen, I would guess that most of the women in the room on most days spend more time in front of the mirror than the Bible. You're working on your face and hair instead of working on your soul. When you know that your soul is more important than your face and your hair, awful quiet am I in the right church this morning Uh uh-huh so I tell my son I said son you do not judge a girl by the outside it does not matter how pretty she is if her heart is black it does not matter how plain she might be if her heart is full of light Amen? amen amen so your parents you know God says honor your father and mother If you look at your father and mother in the natural, that might be hard to do. Like, how am I supposed to honor my mom? I hear how she talks about people when they're not around. How am I supposed to honor that? I know the sounds and smells my dad makes. How am I supposed to honor that? I've been on the receiving end of his temper. If you look in the natural, you will have a hard time honoring your mother and father. But if you look in the spirit... You evaluate them in the natural, you will always be disappointed because you will always only see their faults. If you evaluate them in the spirit, you will see God put them in a position of honor and authority in my life and I must obey him. And they deserve it. I said they deserve it. It may be hard to receive, but they do. If you look in the spirit, you will judge like Jesus judged, which doesn't mean condemnation. It means evaluate, to form an opinion. You will have God's opinion of your parents rather than the natural one. Your spouse. We all know God says husbands love your wives. Wives submit to your husbands. Well God have you heard her talk? Have you seen that attitude? Have you heard that mouth? How am I supposed to love her? She is not lovely. God do you see how he treats me? Do you see how he spends our money? Do you see how he talks to me? God says look with the spirit. If you regard your husband in the natural, you're going to be disappointed because he isn't perfect, and he may actually be pretty bad. If you regard your wife in the natural, she's going to be disappointing. She may be pretty great, but she isn't perfect. But when we look and judge as God judges, we're looking at what God looks in the heart. See in the spirit, you'll find the place of honor and the place of love, and you will regard correctly we regard no one according to the flesh that includes President Trump some of you need to stop regarding him according to his flesh I mean it you are fighting God you need to stop regarding him according to your flesh but he's not what I like he's not what I agree with Jesus says, regard no one according to the flesh, his flesh or yours. Yes, both. Instead, you should be asking God, how can I pray for that man? How can I be a blessing? What is your will for him? What is your will for our country? I want to know your will, God, and I want to bless our country and bless our president. Whether you're in the same party or not, whether you are his biggest fan or you hate everything he believes and stands for, you can do that in clean conscience toward God, how can I pray for him? Stop judging him. He is the most judged and condemned man alive right now. I literally mean that. I mathematically mean that. He is the most cursed person in the world. And it better not be coming from us. If you know or are related to or have to deal with a trans person, we don't, regard them according to the natural according to the flesh I know I know four we don't regard them according to the flesh like what is going on here God who what is happening with this person I know we brought Marissa here years ago uh, maybe four or five years ago Marissa she's a girl who was pretending to be a boy for years in Seattle went by her middle name which was Ray and then we brought her here because she had met Jesus, she had been loved into the kingdom and baptized and and had faced her lie and had switched back to being Marissa and now she's married to a man and has two little girls and she is an awesome mom and a girl on fire for God. She is awesome. But Marissa, such terrible terrible stuff happened to Marissa the little girl that Marissa, the teenage girl, could not deal with what happened. So she just pretended that Marissa was gone and Ray is now the person that's alive. Hello? She just can't deal with Marissa, so I won't be Marissa. I will be Ray, this pretend new person. Do you see what a genius, satanic counterfeit that is of salvation? In Jesus, the old is gone and the new has come. Behold, you are a new creature in Christ. The old you died in the waters of baptism and was buried and all that happened to you and all that you did is gone and you are a new life in Christ. But instead of turning to Jesus, these people are just pretending that the them that all that happened to when they were little is just gone. And I'm going to be somebody else. The other girl I know who's pretending to be a man is the same thing. Her childhood was so hellish that she just can't face it. But I know two guys who are pretending to be girls. And that's not true of them. They are embracing the lie. They know they're lying. And they love the lie. And God said, because they hate the truth and love the lie, I've given them over to strong delusion. These people are deluded. Some of them are demon possessed. Some of them are just pulling a stunt to try to get attention. Some of them are trying to rebel just to push the societal norms. But some of them love the lie and they hate the truth. So we don't judge by the outside because they're all in the same sin. But when we judge righteously, when we evaluate what's going on, we pray, God, help me reach this person. How do I reach this person? Some of them, like Marissa, need to be loved and accepted and comforted and healed. Others of them need a spiritual slap in the face saying, stop what you're doing, wake up. It's not true. You've believed a lie. So we don't judge by the outside. We don't lump them all together in a group and say they're all insane. We love them. We judge with righteous judgment. People do what they do, and they are who they are for manifold reasons. We do not judge according to the flesh, which means we don't judge according to what we see in the natural, not just with our eyes on the outside of their body, but what we see and hear in our relationships with them, their personality, their excuses, their sins. We don't judge any of that. We just have to judge the heart. But it also means when 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 Jesus says... Regard no one according to the flesh or according to the natural. That means don't regard them according to their natural, but it also means you can't regard other people according to your natural. What comes naturally to you and is easy because it's your personality, Jesus says, God says, don't regard people according to the flesh, their flesh or your flesh, their natural or your natural. So some of you are naturally compassionate. You are the kind of person who would want to give everybody another chance. You are the kind of person who would always believe, well, everybody will do what's right if they're just loved enough. No. No. It's not true. In Jude, he says that there are some people that we have to win to Christ with fear. He says hating even the clothing stained by sin. And I don't know what that means, but God says there are some people that are so dangerous and so wrapped up in evil that yes, we have to minister to them, but you don't do so with this naive compassion that everybody has a good heart. You should be terrified of who they are and what they have done, and you don't touch it. Galatians, it says you restore such a one but fearing for yourself that you don't fall into the same sin. You don't regard people according to what's natural for you. Whatever is in the flesh, whatever is your natural, you don't get to do that either. But others of you are, you're just naturally, well, everybody's wrong and everybody's bad and the world's going to hell in a handbasket and you're just condemning and harsh and unapproachable and that's your natural. Do not regard anyone according to the natural hello we don't sit in the seat of judgment and condemn people that they're beyond salvation there's a lot of people that wrapped up in terrible sin and your tendency is that person's beyond salvation i won't waste my time you have just judged their soul god tells you i want you to love and minister and speak to this person you're like well that person wouldn't listen to the gospel you have just condemned them to hell because of your own fear or prejudices You don't know whether they'd listen or not. Speak up. Show some compassion. Love them. Mitch, you're contradicting yourself. No, I'm not. Not a bit. Not at all. We're not regarding him or anyone else according to the flesh, according to their flesh, or according to our own. So let's talk about illegal immigrants. There are some of you who think, oh, the poor huddling masses yearning to breathe free. And others of you are thinking, oh, those Dirty, sick, unemployable drug runners are coming across our border. Just get rid of them all. You're both wrong. You're judging by the flesh. You're judging by the natural. You're lumping the whole group into one group that you either want to have compassion on or that you want to get rid of. I'm not for anybody breaking the law. I'm all for a rule of law and a border that nobody can cross without permission. But I know that in my time teaching school in Elgin, I know that of the Hispanic families that I had and their kids, I, 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 I'm sure some of them were illegal. I talked to a pastor from Tri-Cities who's in our association. He said, most of my church is here illegally. And they're great people. They come to work. There's just, there's too much to talk about, about the reasons why it all has to happen. But if you lived in Guatemala in poverty, you'd try to sneak into America too. All the people that want to hate America, I just want to slap them. It's like, nobody else is running off to Venezuela. Why are you trying to ruin what America is? There's a reason why everybody wants to be here, because this is the greatest place on earth. It is a great place, and everybody wants to be here. But, I'm not okay with them running across the border because we also know there's lots of gangs and drugs and pimps and trafficking and all that going on. It's got to be shut down. There's got to be a wall and a gate saying, you're going to come through legally. We'll let anybody in that can come legally, but we've got to stop all the crime. So how do you know how to judge? Well, you judge with God's judgment. You do not lump people together in a group, either to condemn them or to excuse them. Amen. Amen. The guy at the stop sign at the Walmart parking lot with a cardboard sign. Again, I'm talking to you about you don't get to regard people according to what is natural for you. Some of you, your natural instinct is, Oh, look, the poor homeless person who needs money and he's desperate and he's hurting and he's lonely. And others of you are like, Get a job! (laughs) One or the other is right to that person. But have you ever been without an address? It is impossible to get a job. It's impossible to get an address without a job. It's a terrible cycle. Once you're in it, it's a trap. There's a lot of people who really truly do need help. But it is also a sin for you to help someone disobey God that if they don't work, they don't eat. It is a sin for you to help them by giving them money or food, when they didn't earn it. Well, which one do I do, Mitch? Get out of your car and meet the person. Rather than judging them from your car and either driving on, the loser needs to get a job, or you hand a $10 bill out your window just to ease your conscience, and then you drive on. And you have enabled their sin. Well, what's the answer, Mitch? You figured out. (laughs) You... Judge with righteous judgment. You ask the spirit, what do you want me to do for this person in front of me today? Hello? You get out of your car and actually meet the person. Talk to them. Find out their story. I guarantee you, a lot of them will tell you, oh, I can't work. I'm on disability or I got this problem and that problem. It's, it's gross how many people refuse to work and come to the church begging for money. It's, it's infuriating. Uh, how many lies and excuses I get. But once in a while, there's some people in real trouble. And maybe they did something stupid to get in the trouble, but they're still in real trouble. And I'm supposed to tell them, yeah, in Jesus' name, you go pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. No. They may have done something super stupid, but I still got to help. You figured out. I'm just talking to you about we don't regard anyone according to flesh, which means their flesh or your own. I don't get to lump all people together and make prejudicial decisions about people based on what I see on the outside. Another example, Paul in the New Testament, we are told, was short and ugly and mild-mannered. When you read the New Testament, do you get the idea that Paul was mild-mannered? I mean, that guy is full of spit and fire. I mean, he's he's binding and loosening and condemning and saving and preaching and... And he says in 2 Corinthians, he says, everybody says, well, yeah, he's really strong, comes on strong in his letters, but when you meet him in person, he's really mild and quiet. And Paul says, you better not make the mistake of misjudging me in the spirit. He says, I'm not who I am on the outside. The fact that I'm small and mild, I'll take care of business that needs taken care of. All right, well, your pastor is fully aware of some of his fleshly weaknesses, and I'm sure that you all see some that I don't see, but uh, I see some of yours, too. We don't judge each other according to the flesh. We look and see children of God, full of glory, forgiven and loved, and yes, there may be real problems to honestly discuss, but not in division and accusation. Amen? Amen. Amen. Paul says, don't make the mistake of misjudging me. I am who I am in the spirit. I am not who I am on the outside. That lesbian that you know, is she choosing women because she was hurt by a man when she was young and she's so full of mistrust and abuse and pain that she cannot embrace a man? Or is she full of demons and unforgiveness and hatred for men? How do I reach her, God? Two people in the same sin very different reasons different motives don't judge by what's on the outside god how do i reach this person what do i do with this how do i love her rich people and poor people the common judgment would be that rich people are greedy and poor people are are they have needs and we have should have compassion on them i've met some poor people that stab you in the back for a dime And there are some very, very rich people who are super generous and kind. Do not judge by what's on the outside. Make no evaluation, form no opinion based on the natural. You may meet a person that's super religious. You think, does that person even know Jesus? Is that self-righteousness? Is that just a bunch of religious dogma and practices? Or maybe they just have a great devotion to purity and discipline. Don't judge. Till you know. One of the most common misjudgments we make is about nice people. We think nice people are nice and rude people are bad. We like I said when I started, we Americans, we put a high premium on being fakely nice. Customer service type relationships everywhere. I have to tell people all the time: our goal is not to be nice. Our goal is to be like Jesus. Jesus. Picked fights, he showed frustration, he was even rude a time or two. He called a woman a dog once. Judged by the outside, you would write off people who seem to be grouchy or socially awkward or hard to get to know, but people who are friendly and happy and cheerful, we really like them, they're great. Well, ask Chris Farley and Whitney Houston and Robin Williams about the outside versus the inside nice people are not godly being nice does not make you godly and being rude does not make you ungodly that boy you're dating is he sweet and handsome and generous and seeking god or is he faking it all really well just to get you in bed you cannot evaluate him By anything regarding his outside, his fitness, his income, his intelligence, his personality. You listening to this? How can you know if the guy is really godly or not? I I literally have lost count. I cannot tell you how many men have come through this church because they attached themselves to a woman in the church and they found her. So all of a sudden, I found Jesus. Jesus. And they're here for two or three months, and they either get what they want from her, or they don't get what they want from her, and they're gone. I literally have lost count of how many guys. There was one I had to kick out of the church. I had to tell him, you're not welcome here anymore, because he was such, I, I want to use a word I can't use in church, sorry, he was bad guy. <laughs> Titus 3 says, after one or two warnings, reject a person that isn't listening to you. God's command is to reject a person. Again, I'm telling you, God thinks way different than you do. Do not regard people according to the flesh. Regard, I had to tell this guy, you're not welcome to come back to the meetings that he wanted to come to because he was putting the moves on this woman in the church. I cannot tell you how many guys have come around for a while because they got the hots for one of the girls here and then they're gone. How can you know you better not, no missionary dating ladies, no missionary dating it's not possible, you cannot know what's in a guy's heart when he's hot after you how would you know, well how do I know what he's like what was he doing right before you met Judge. that's righteous judgment oh but he's repented pastor, BS he has not repented he's putting on a show for you if he's really repented, you break up with him and three years later we'll talk and see how he's really living. What was he doing right before you met? Was he living with his last girlfriend and he broke up with her and he found you two weeks later and all of a sudden he's a Christian? No. Not true. Mitch, you're not very gracious. I know, I'm sorry. I don't believe any guy who's got the hots for some girl in the church and all of a sudden he was not living for Jesus and now he is. Let's wait. Let's wait three or four years. Let's see. I guarantee you it'll be three or four weeks, and he'll be on to the next girl. You got all that? No missionary dating. <laughs> Only guys whose heart is for God. Apart from you, then we'll have a discussion. There are two more people that you are not allowed to regard according to the flesh. Regard. No one, according to the flesh, that includes you, yourself. You may not think, see, ponder, evaluate yourself according to your flesh. You're not allowed to lay in bed at night and think about how worthless and how terrible and what a big screw-up you are. Neither are you allowed to think you are better than God thinks you are. You are only allowed to say of yourself exactly what God has said of you, which is you are a new creation in Christ. You are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. You are a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. You're not allowed to rehearse your failings and live in your past and be all depressed or embarrassed about that thing you did this afternoon that humiliated you in front of those people. And no, you may not. You may not lay there and think about how fat you are, or how stupid you are, or how poor you are, or how embarrassing you are, or how awkward you are. No. No. You may not lay and rehearse your sins from 10 years ago or 20 years ago. They're gone. They're under the blood of Jesus. They're washed away. You may not regard yourself according to the flesh. You may only see yourself the way God sees you. If you don't know how God sees you, read his book. It will tell you how he sees you and who you are in Christ. If you're not in Christ, we invite you in today. Say yes to Jesus, surrender, repent of your sin and turn to him and he will wash it all away. You can't have this if you don't have him. But if you have him, you cannot have a fleshly view of yourself. Well, I'm too stupid or I'm, I can't do that. No, you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. Nothing is impossible with God. Hello. You you are forbidden to think small. You are forbidden to think condemnation. You are forbidden to think arrogance. You are forbidden forbidden to think anything other than what God says you are. Got it? Amen. Amen. Lastly, regard no one according to the flesh. This verse specifically is about Jesus. You may not regard Jesus according to the flesh. Meaning, You cannot make Jesus natural. He is a supernatural man. You cannot make him into what you want him to be, what is natural for you. We know him, and that changes us. But way too many people think that, oh, I know Jesus because he's like me. Hello? We take what's natural for us and we project that onto Jesus and think, oh, Jesus is this. We pick and choose the parts of Jesus that we like. We really like the Jesus in the Sunday school poster with lamb on his shoulder, and we really like Jesus that sets the toddlers on his knee and blesses them. We really like the Jesus that forgives sin, and we really like the Jesus that will go after the missing lamb and, and leave the 99 and find the one, but what about the Jesus with eyes of fire and a sword of fire who wants to get it bloody, who's a man of war, who's the judge of all the living and the dead? The one that no one can stand before without bowing their knee. The King of glory. The Jesus of revelation. We may not regard him according to the flesh. We cannot assign him the way we want him to be because it's natural for us. We find out who he is and we love that man. Don't make Jesus a wimp. Don't make Jesus just a human man who was kind. He is the king of glory. He's a supernatural man. We may not regard him according to the flesh. Amen. Amen.